0: What's up everybody, welcome back to Remember the Game, it is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank, thank you so much for listening to the show and this week it is episode 119 and we are talking Sonic Adventure for the Sega fucking Dreamcast. That's right, it took 119 episodes and I didn't actually play this game on the Dreamcast but we are finally covering a game from the Dreamcast. So many of you have mentioned you're big, pa- you're big fans of that system. I like that system myself. It feels good to finally give them their due here on Remember the Game. I get to create a whole new webpage over on our website to list Dreamcast games, even though I don't know when we'll cover another one. It's just it's a big deal. It's big. Uh, and if you don't know, Sonic Adventure won our Patreon poll last month. As always, your wish is my command. So you are getting an episode all about it this week. Uh, returning to the show this time around is my buddy, longtime supporter of the podcast and Sagan nerd, Chris Heber. And this actually turned into a pretty fucking long episode as we broke down Sonic's 3D debut. This was a, this is a long one. You guys know they're getting long lately. I've been saying that. So just get comfortable. Um, and I gotta say, dude, this game it just wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. It's not perfect. Uh, it certainly has some problems. But for, for the most part, it was actually pretty fun. Uh, aside from a certain big fucking cat who was just, just awful, awful. But we'll get into that in just a few minutes, because speaking of awful, it is time for our fabled Remember the Game intro. And uh, just before I get into everything, if I sound, I, just, I don't know if I sound off or sluggish. I got just, I'm fucking struggling today. I don't know, man. It's just, you ever have one of those days you sit down and do your work and it's, I have been trying to get this podcast recorded for about four hours and just working on the, the notes for the intro and I just... Ah, I feel fucking, ah, I don't know, maybe I just ate too much this, I did eat a lot this weekend, maybe that's my, you guys don't fucking care about that, that's, that's why the intro gets criticized, because I talk about shit, like, it actually doesn't get criticized, but okay, Ooh, let's focus, uh, as I mentioned, Sonic Adventure won last month's Patreon poll, that's why you guys are getting it, this month's Patreon poll was won by South Park for the PlayStation 1 and the Nintendo 64, I will be playing the PS1 version uh, I have started it very, uh, just started it. I'm not that far in yet, but we'll probably have an episode coming on that in the next few weeks. I actually played that one a little bit back in the day, but not enough to do a podcast on it. So we're getting into that. The reason I bring it up is because also our very first Let's Play poll over on Patreon, just wrapped up. One of the new perks for our new $5 tier on Patreon is that uh, you guys get to choose a game for my Let's Play series, Adam Sucks at Video Games, and Aladdin on the SNES squeaked out a victory there, so I'm gonna shoot that in the coming days as well and get that up over on YouTube. I'm gonna try to get more of the Let's Plays up over there because I know some some of you like it. And I got, dude, like, so on one hand, it is a dream come true to be making part of my living with video game content it's just it's the thing I'm most passionate about it's so rad but on the other hand instead of playing one of the fancy new video games that I have sitting here on my TV I'm playing South Park on the PlayStation 1 and fucking Aladdin on the Super Nintendo and I and I have a terrible feeling that both of these games are going to just absolutely Infuriate me and I don't so thanks for that I guess for all of you that voted I don't know why you guys want to see me get angry You want to see what's left of my hair get fucking grayer, but uh, I think it's coming I actually never played Aladdin, so I'm actually I'm looking forward to trying it I I do like the movie at least the old cartoon movie, so we'll see I mean movie video games are usually pretty good, right? (laughs) Yeah, anyway uh, also, my gaming news podcast, Game Patch, episode 8.0 is live everywhere now and available, including on YouTube, which is where they will continue to be uploaded to every Monday. Thank you, Gary C. For uh, he just mentioned that I keep forgetting to put them on YouTube. So you can find Game Patch on YouTube, along with my Let's Plays and actually episodes of Remember the Game and a whole bunch of other stuff over there. So you can find, excuse me, you can find Game Patch 8.0 wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes go live every single Monday, or. You can sign up for our Patreon and you can get it three days early. I'm I'm holding up three fingers on my hand, even though you can't see it. You'll get it Friday morning instead. It's like just it's like splashing a little Bailey's into your Friday morning coffee. Instead instead of Bailey's you're splashing in there, it's a little Adam. You put a little bit of me in your coffee on Friday mornings. And almost 130 of you have done that now, including our newest Patreon supporters, Christopher Russell, Mike Malawaney, and Ryan Bashore. I hope I said all your names right. Thank you guys very, 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 very much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. You guys, you know the blurb by now. Two bucks a month gets you three-day early access to Game Patch every Friday morning. It gets you exclusive access to our weekly Patreon podcast expansion pass, including all old episodes. The ability to submit comments and questions questions for all three of the shows i host each week and so much more last sunday's expansion pass we predicted who will be the remaining four smash brothers fighters that are still to be announced it was actually a lot of fun a bunch of you sent in your picks i made mine we locked them all in we'll see if someone nails all of them i think this sunday it's episode 30 of expansion pass and uh we're gonna stick with the dreamcast theme with this week being sonic adventure and the dreamcast big debut here on remember the game we're gonna talk sega Dreamcast. We're gonna talk about what could have been, what went wrong. Uh, as a Nintendo fan, why did I not buy a Sega Dreamcast? We're just we're gonna dedicate the entire episode of Expansion Pass to Sega's last console. We're gonna pay our respects. You know, albeit about 20 years late from when it passed away. Um, But there's also a ton of old episodes over there waiting for you. Modern game reviews, ranking episodes, predictions, something for everyone. They're all downloadable right there onto your phone. So if you like what I do, please consider giving me the change in your couch each month. We're getting closer to that 200 Patreon goal. And when we get there, I'm going to hook all those people up with a Remember the Game lanyard, a thank you note. Fucking helps me so much. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game. Please consider it, even if you're just working through the old episodes, all right? I'm done bagging. Well, no, I'll never stop begging for your money, but I'm done this week. And then finally, while I'm tuning my own horn, I stream on Twitch on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Sunday nights. Uh, assuming that I'm allowed to, and my internet cooperates. Normally it is from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Time. And as some of you may know, we've had a very up and down relationship with the fucking internet in my house during these streams. But I think we finally have it figured out. I am literally running a cable from my my lap my gaming laptop up here in my office Uh, Around the corner down the stairs down the other stairs all the way across the living room and plugged into my router Just when I'm streaming and it seems to be working perfectly so you should come say hi. It's really fun We got a good group of listeners. It's just people that like video games just like me just like you Everyone just talks video games and makes fun of me It's a lot of fun look for member the game on twitch not remember member the game on twitch Tuesday Thursday Sunday nights really good time Okay that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges. You guys know that is the opening segment of the show here. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but not always, and we call the segment "blowing in the cartridge." Let's fucking blow. And I just, I would like to just take a quick moment uh, to talk about something serious before I get into the rest of the silliness that is remember the game each week on the on this week's episode of Game Patch. Uh, we got into a little bit of a discussion about Jk Rowling and the controversy surrounding her her opinions on trans women and I'm not going to rehash the whole story here with uh, with her the upcoming Harry Potter game but I do know that not everyone that listens to this show listens to game patch and that's cool it's just I feel very strongly about this and I just I want to reiterate what I said on game patch this week the these shows like remember the game industry so so this podcast game patch Adam sucks at video games my streaming it's it's for la- it's it's my brand this is this is my brand it's it's representative of me and it's, it's who I am and what I believe this is my platform and obviously I don't have anywhere near the reach that a JK Rowling has but I I want to use what I have here to just express I just like I, I just I just want to like I I want to express that I support the lgbtq community very very strongly and that everyone in that community, uh, has a friend in me you know just, just do you just live your life in whatever fashion makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone else I, I think we all as human beings uh, have a right to be ourselves and we owe it to ourselves to just be ourselves and live our lives the way we want to and I'm not saying this for clicks or to get downloads or patreons or, or for pr or whatever I'm not going to advertise this anywhere I just want people that listen to my show to know how I feel because I know that just sometimes people suck right people can be really really shitty and if you feel like no one has your back out there uh please know that that i do you know and and if someone listening to this podcast right now doesn't like the fact that i support that community that i don't that i support you know the lgbt uh community and lifestyles you're welcome to go listen to something else and if you want your patreon money back just shoot me a message and i will refund you happily uh, and the same thing goes for anyone that's that's racist or sexist or whatever. We're all just people and, and life can suck enough without us treating each other like shit. So anyway, it's just that's something I feel incredibly strongly about and I just, I wanted to speak up and make use of my little soapbox here and just try to do something good with it instead of just standing on it and telling you you're weird if you collect vinyl, okay? So... There we go. I thank you for indulging me, and and I'm glad I got that out there. And uh, let's see what you guys want to blow about. Let's get back to the the whole silly Adam swears a lot thing. Uh, and the first blow this week is going to come from Super Maryho, uh, one of my favorite names over on Patreon. And Super Maryho said Analog is teaching a new to them console, or pardon me, Analog is teasing a new to them console launch this week. What could it be? I would love to see their take on the N64 so if you don't know what super mario is talking about analog is a company that makes modern retro gaming consoles like they've got they have like modern cool slick updated versions with wireless controllers you know of like the snes the nes the sega genesis uh stuff like that their most recent product was a fucking awesome looking modern game boy called the analog pocket it like, I can't do it justice. Just look it up. Just Google it. Just Google Analog Pocket. It's, it's fucking sick. It looks like an iPhone Game Boy. So rad. And like Mary Ho mentioned, they are currently teasing on their Twitter that they have a new announcement coming up on October 16th. Now, I did a quick little bit of homework for this. And it appears that in the past... There's been a couple instances where they have teased the big announcement, and then they've kind of let down. And it's just come up a little short on what people wanted the announcement to be. Uh, but damned, damned if I'm going to come in here and just predict that the announcement will suck. Because where's the fun in that? That's not what we fucking do here, right? They, I, got, I hope it's something good. They've released modern versions of the Game Boy, the NES, the SNES, the Genesis... So I mean like Mary Ho said a Nintendo 64 iteration just makes sense, doesn't it? I like I don't know I don't know how things work in regards to like technology and patents and copyright. I don't know if you're allowed to make something that can play Nintendo 64 games. Like I don't know if that's something you you can do. I know that they what like the the patent expired on the NES like lock chip and stuff so people could make whatever they wanted and maybe that's happened with the Nintendo 64 um i sure would love to see it myself like i really would like because the nintendo 64 is in a tough spot these days because emulating those games is from all accounts pretty difficult to make them run smoothly and playing the nintendo 64 on its net na- native hardware on a modern tv is going to be just ugly as fuck right and if you haven't played a nintendo 64 in a while you guys those controllers haven't aged well And not just because they're fucking abominations, but like that analog stick in the middle wears down, it's got to be replaced or it drifts and falls all the time. Oh, it's like, (laughs) that's the original Nintendo drift. Forget Joy-Cons. The original Nintendo drift was the analog stick and Nintendo 64 controllers. Uh, So, I mean, if, if analog has, the company, has found a way to make Nintendo 64 games run well on modern TVs, and they provide you with a quality wireless controller that works to go along with it, Like that would get my attention because I don't buy those consoles um, aside from my, you know, my Sega mini, my SNES mini, my PlayStation. Like, aside from those mini systems, the only other retro console I own is a Nintendo GameCube. But my little brother was just telling me a couple weeks ago that he still has our entire Nintendo 64 collection from when we were kids at his house. And depending on the price of a modern wireless controller, Nintendo 64 uh hardware like console that would interest me that i could borrow some of those games off of them and play them again you know or play them for the first time because there's some i miss so i really hope that that's what it is i i don't know what else it could be like maybe a playstation a vintage playstation a new era one i i just i would think a nintendo 64 console would sell better than a playstation but maybe that's just me. I guess we'll see. I'll let you guys know next week what the announcement ends up being. But thanks for bringing that up, Super Mary Ho. I want to know what the fuck they're working on too. So I'm on your I'm on the same page as you. Alan C wrote into us on Patreon. And Alan said, What do you think about the Ninja Turtles being put into Smite as skins? Do you like seeing them as guests in other games? I enjoy playing as the Turtles in Injustice 2, but it just seems crazy that they would seemingly test the water for interest in the franchise but not release a new, quality Turtles game. Personally, I'd love to see a TMNT game in the style of the Batman Arkham games. Uh, thanks for writing in alan and first of all just a little hack to all our listeners all our patreons because if you support us on patreon you can submit comments for this segment and so many other and i try to read as many as i can if you bring up the ninja turtles you're probably going to get on the show as you may or may not know i'm a little bit of a turtles fan and when i say a little bit i mean i'm pretty un, un- it's borderline unhealthy i'm pretty obsessed with the ninja turtles uh, but i won't lie to you i, I read your comment alan And my first thought was I had to Google Smite because I had no fucking idea what that was. And I still don't entirely get what it is. But it appears to be a PC game where you have gods fight or gods can fight with each other or something along those lines. And now the Ninja Turtles are in it. So first, does this make the Ninja Turtles gods? Yes. Yes, it does. I mean, well, they already were, but now it's confirmed they are in fact gods. And second, getting back to Alan's question, how does this make me feel? Um... I mean, it's rad that they're still relevant, that the turtles keep popping up. And like you mentioned, they, they appeared in Injustice 2, which was a fighting game. They were fighting. They were characters in that as well. And I think it's cool that they keep popping up. Like the turtles are timeless. But I agree. Like, dude, it's just like, fuck me. Just give them a new game. Like a good video game. I've ranted about this on the show before. I just don't get the reluctance. The IP is worth a lot of money. Nickelodeon bought the Turtles franchise, the rights to that franchise, a while ago. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Like, fucking use it. Testing the waters, like Alan said, and making them DLC characters or skins in fighting games is, is cool. It's fine. But where's the new game? The la- i looked it up the last non-mobile turtles game was mutants in manhattan which released in 2016 and it looked really cool but then it ended up getting just fucking slaughtered in reviews and it's not even available on digital stores or anything anymore um alan mentioned a ba- batman arkham style game with the turtles which i agree makes fucking complete sense that would be so like, you know, you're going to keep pumping out these open world collectathon superhero games. Anyways, like the Batman's and the Spider-Man and stuff like give us a turtles one. Why not give us a fucking turtles one? I've been saying it for years. I want to see an RPG. I feel like that's less likely than a Batman game because obviously kids would want to play a turtles game and they'd probably be more inclined to play an action one like that, but I'll take the Batman one. Fuck something, something. I don't get it someone at Nickelodeon doesn't want this to happen or hopefully someone is working on a Turtles game and just none of us know um so to answer your question Alan I think it's cool they pop up in these games I'm not gonna buy a fighting game that I wouldn't play just to play as the Ninja Turtles at least it's something but I agree dude it fucking it frustrates me too I, I just want a game and it's not like I'm asking for some off-the-wall niche game that maybe two percent of gamers would even consider in the first place it's fucking Ninja Turtles right? Everybody knows the Ninja Turtles. Gamers today that are adults like us grew up with the Ninja Turtles, and now our kids, gamers, are having gamers, and those gamers know the Ninja Turtles. It's fucking, like, it makes me angry. Fucking just give us a, oh, give us a game. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for the, it's a good question. Thanks, thanks, Alan. And, and then finally, before we move on, you guys know every week one of our blow in the cart letters gets the distinction of being named our letter time letter. So, with that said, it's letter time. It's letter time. And this week, our letter comes in from OG Big Titus. And Big Titus said, Have you ever funded a game on Kickstarter? The Suicoden. And if I fucking said that wrong, all you goddamn Suacoden. I pronounced Suicoden wrong on purpose on the Twitch stream to irk some of our listeners. Uh, but anyway. I'll go back to Titus's letter. So if I said it wrong, maybe I did it on purpose. Maybe I just don't know how to say the word. So Titus said, Have you ever funded a game on Kickstarter? The and spiritual successor was a day one no-brainer. Do you think it's a good way to jumpstart game development, or is it just a tool to gauge public interest in a game and unfair to investors if it doesn't fly? Hmm. Thanks for writing in, Titus. Uh, well, first of all, I will say, I-, I do think it's absolutely unfair to investors if the game doesn't fly. You know, you- and I guess, I suppose you could make an argument that that's the risk you take by supporting something on Kickstarter, but I don't buy into that. Kickstarter, you gotta set a goal. Like you set a number, hey, we have to raise a million dollars to make this happen. So to me, if a Kickstarter doesn't reach its goal, give everyone their money back and fucking go get a job. And if the Kickstarter reaches the goal that you, as the game developer, set... Then fuck you. Deliver something. No fucking excuse. If it hit the number that you said we need, if, you, if the number turned out to not be enough, then you should have been better at your job and you should have fucking planned it out better. You know. So I, I absolutely think that it's un, it's unfair to investors that the game doesn't fly. Um, whether or not the game is good, that's different. That is that's the chance you take. You're gambling, right? um as far as have i ever supported one on kickstarter no not a video game i the only kickstarter i ever supported was ghostbusters 2 the board game which kind of sucked uh i've never supported a video game on there um but piggybacking on the last question that alan asked i would absolutely support a fucking Turtles game on kickstarter that ah that'd be awesome uh i'm not 100 opposed to, to supporting a game on kickstarter but it really has to catch my eye it has to catch my good eye not the one i can't see yeah it's got to catch the good one like if you're in all like I, I make fun of the franchise but like if you're a suikoden fan or suikoden whatever the fuck if you're a suikoden fan uh, then I don't blame me for signing up for that. That makes complete sense. That's awesome. Like I, if, like I, I don't know, if, if 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 Mother Four was a Kickstarter game, I'd fucking jump all over that. Uh, Mother is the Earthbound series. If you don't know, if they announced that they're making a new Earthbound, but they had to run it on Kickstarter, I'd just be like, here, one of these credit cards has some room on it. Fucking make this game, please. You know. Um I will say I don't like it when companies that can afford to produce the game without a Kickstarter run Kickstarters. I don't like that. I guess it's a way to gauge consumer interest. I guess, but like, if you have the money already and you believe in what you're making, pump your money to you know, put your money where your mouth is. Put up or shut up, right? And I, I don't know. To me, like, once fans have funded the game then if you're if you're a rich company you get fans to fund your game because you don't want to put the money up yourself you put it on kickstarter fans fund it now you have their money you can just shit out a garbage game and walk away with everyone's money that that bothers me right so if it's if it's to revitalize a franchise or it's a small company or a small developer who doesn't have the money i'm on board take a chance shovel knight is one of my favorite video games of all time and if i'm not mistaken that started as a kickstarter which I, I didn't even know about much less support but that's good things can come of it but bad things can come from it as well and for rich companies to do it so they can gamble with our money instead of their own they can go fist themselves i don't i don't like that at all so buyer beware take your chances if you want to support something if you're passionate about it it's you know case by case basis i guess is my very long my very short answer to a very incredibly long explanation Uh, answering your question but thanks for writing in titus thanks for the support that is enough blowing in the cartridge this week let's us get into our smash hit segment play one remake one erase one And as always, a sincere thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing our theme music for Play One, Remake One, Erase One. The rules of this week or the rules of the show are simple. Each week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a current-gen, modern, triple-A big ass title and the third one is just a race from history forever and this week it's the first person shooter edition we're talking Turok Dinosaur Hunter for the Nintendo 64 Perfect Dark for the Nintendo 64 and Half-Life 2 for I don't know what else was that was on I played it on Xbox it's on PC it's on lots of stuff it's Half-Life 2 you guys know what I'm talking about side note I just want to get this out of the way I have full intentions of covering Half-Life 2 on Remember the Game Uh, eventually Turok probably I haven't played Turok but Half-Life 2 I have played it's definitely getting an episode eventually for those of you that are wondering Uh, as always There are no wrong answers, but there is a correct one. I'll tell you what that is in just a minute. First, I'm going to go through some of your replies. And last week, some people commented and said it was too easy. So I hope this one was harder. And based on the variety of responses, it appears to have been. And again, I can't read all the replies, you guys. Uh, This segment would fucking go on forever. I did see all of them. Thank you to everyone that played. I try to read different peoples each week. Let's get into a few of these. And we're going to start with Chris Knife007 who said I'd play Perfect Dark, it's perfect as is, I'd remake Turok, it had a great concept going, but was held back heavily by all the fog and other limitations, and erase Half-Life 2, because as much as I have tried, I just can't bring myself to care about it. Uh, so, I-, I bought Half-Life 2 on my Xbox, just on a whim one time. And I like, saw it, it was in like a discount bin at EB Games, and I bought it. And I absolutely adored that game playing through it. And I thought everyone else did too. But I gotta dude, like this is evidence is exhibit A is Chris Knife 007. There is a sizable chunk of gamers that just couldn't give a shit about Half-Life 2. I really opened my eyes, man. That's fascinating. The shit you learn on this podcast. Uh sound logic though, Chris Knife. I have no problem with the order you dropped at all. The, the only issue I guess I have is that you called Perfect Dark Perfect and you didn't draw any attention to the pun slash joke possibilities that existed, so that's a minor infraction, but no biggie, good start, well, Good, well played, Chris Knife, well played, Grimpy, our resident Grimp, Grimpy, wrote in and said, I'd play Half-Life 2, it's a Valve masterpiece, I'd remake Perfect Dark, the whole game was great, would love to see it properly remade from scatch, scratch, with mouse and keyboard support, and I'd erase Turok, probably one of my least favorite games I own on the Nintendo 64. Uh, so now I will say I'm not a mouse and keyboard guy at all, but I get where Grimpy's coming from. I would like to see what a PS5 or Xbox Series, whatever version of Perfect Dark could be. So like we're on the same wavelength, Grimpy minus the mouse and keyboard ness. And Aaron Cuphall wrote in. And agrees with Grimpy. I'd play Half-Life 2. It is perfect as it is and it should never be remade. Those that choose to erase this one must, all, <laughs> must also erase their gamer card as well. Uh, remake Perfect Dark. It was an okay game at one point and could be made into something special. And erase Turok. The dinosaurs went extinct and so should this game. It's a spicy take. Spicy take. Much like Half-Life though. Turok is quite devi- divisive as well. I-, I expected Turok to be more divisive than, uh, than Half-Life. I was a little worried that everyone would erase it. I never played it as a kid, but I know it's got a lot of critics, much like Aaron and Grimpy here. But that's just not the case with everyone, which is like, this is a fascinating week to play on the show. White Burrow wrote in and said, I would play Perfect Dark, then take it out, throw it away, and play more Goldeneye. I'd erase Half-Life 2 so I could stop hearing about them making Half-Life 3, and I'd remake Turok. You can never go wrong with more dinosaurs. So Burrow just walks in, kicks down the door, and says, "Fuck Perfect Dark and Half-Life 2. Give me more Turok," which is the exact opposite of what the other guys were saying. This has been way more divisive than I thought it would be. I love it. That's a spicy take, widest of Burrows. I respect that. This is. I want this. I don't want this show to be Wheel of Fortune game show or Jeopardy where everyone's classy and just standing behind their little TVs looking prim and proper. I want this to be Jerry Springer, the TV, the game show where you guys are all fighting about this. this is what I, this is what I fucking paid for. I, I didn't pay anything, but this is, this is what you paid for because you're submitting the comments. John Quack wrote in and said, play Perfect Dark, could it be a current or great current-gen game? Absolutely, but it's awesome as it is. Remake Turok, because is there ever a bad dinosaur game? And Erase Half-Life 2, I realize it has a huge following and spawned many sequels and spin-offs, but we have enough first-person shooters in the market already. So my problem here with John's comments isn't the order. That's fine. But you're dumping Half-Life 2 because there's too many first-person shooters, and both Perfect Dark and Turok are also first-person shooters. There's the... That's... No, I... know. No, that's hypocritical. C minus. You pass, but barely. I don't know if I'm on board with that. And Speaking of stuff that I don't know how on board I can get with, Dave McGee wrote in and said, I can honestly say that I've never played any of these. <laughs> Fuck. So with that being said, this is based on what seems interesting to me. So at least he fucking got out in front of it. And McGee said, play Half-Life because it still looks pretty solid. I can get it on Steam for cheap. Remake Perfect Dark because it seems like a game that needs a reboot and could look great in next gen. Erase Turok because is there ever a good dinosaur game? So here's the thing it's not just Turok that's dividing people it's not just Half-Life that's dividing people it's dinosaurs because some of you are writing in and saying dinosaurs are always awesome and other people are saying they always suck and it's like McGee here and it's fascinating it's fascinating to me dinosaur i didn't think dinosaurs would be so divisive i thought we all liked dinosaurs and for the record dino park tycoon is a great dinosaur game we were talking about doing an episode about that we should do a dino park tycoon episode soon i fucking we'll get into that some other day i love that game and then one more, Sharonic wrote in, and Sharonic said I'd play Half-Life 2, I'd remake Turok just based on the dinosaur hunting first-person shooter concept alone, and I'd erase Perfect Dark. It was the best Nintendo 64 first-person shooter, but Goldeneye is the historically more important one anyway. And I don't disagree with any of this whatsoever what sharonic said in fact everyone that had that order nailed it this week that's the right order that's my order and i actually had a hard time answering this one this was the hardest one i've had so far to to come up with answers for because i like perfect dark i like half-life a lot i never played turok but that said like sharonic brought up the idea of shooting dinosaurs is quite intriguing to me i'm not just writing it off so I would play Half Life Two because as much as I would adore a full out remake of that bad boy, if they made a, if they released a remake of Half Life Two and not just Half Life Three, people would fucking riot. It would be ugly. Plus, it kicks ass as it is. So I'd play Half Life Two. I'd remake Turok. I never played it but most people that did play at least the Nintendo 64 version complained about playing it but they wanted to like it and I want to hunt dinosaurs with a real controller and not that Nintendo 64 monstrosity so I want a remake of Turok and then I would I would reluctantly and I can't stress that word enough it's in all caps in my notes here I would reluctantly erase perfect dark it's a good game it's a very good game but Half-Life 2 is better And I don't feel like Perfect Dark does anything that other shooters don't do. You know, Turok will let me hunt dinosaurs. That sounds exciting to me. And I would rather do that than hack computers and save aliens named Elvis. You know, albeit very, very slightly. So I, someone's got to pay the price. And unfortunately, it's Perfect Dark. So that's my answer. Thanks to all of you that played. I'm sorry I can't read them on here. I, I really do try. But this fucking segment could go on for two hours if I read everyone's answers. But please don't stop answering. I fucking love it. It's my favorite thing uh this is normally on the show where i I talk retro gaming news if something catches my eye and well it's just a rumor and complete speculation we got something this week that caught both of my eyes including the bad one and it ties into sonic adventure which we're about to talk about so this is just fucking this is this is reporting 101 this is professional podcasting we could and i stress could this is just speculation see a Sega Dreamcast Mini in the future. In an interview with Famitsu, Sega's mini console chief, that's a rad title, Sega's mini console chief, Yosuke... Okinari, I'm sure I said that wrong, but I also sure that this gentleman is not listening to this podcast. Uh he said in the interview quote, "I think for the next one we may go with a concept close to the Mega Drive Mini. If I have to say some names, it could be an SG 1000 Mini or a Dreamcast Mini." end quote. Now fuck the SG 1000. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Nobody wants that fucking thing. The Dreamcast is what's perking up everybody's ears. This could just be them testing the waters and seeing what the reaction is and seeing if people will be interested. But if that's what they're doing, the reaction has been fucking awesome. So many people are talking about this. So many people want it. I had a Dreamcast years after it came out when I got to collecting. I didn't play it too much. I didn't have too many games for it. But I always wanted to. I wished I'd had more games. Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, Crazy Taxi, Jet Set Radio. They could give us a hell of a mini console with this thing and okinari uh, also said in the interview quote the game gear micro is only sold domestically in japan when we do the next one i feel like the project scope will be much bigger as we gaze upon the world so we won't be able to release it at this time next year or two years after the mega drive mini we can't make it that quickly end quote so no time soon sounds like they're taking their time they're gonna make it count and that is okay get it right the genesis mini as i've said many times as i said in the episode remember the game where we reviewed it for my money, is the best mini console ever made. And that's coming from a Nintendo kid who loves the Super Nintendo so much. The PlayStation 1 was rushed out, and it fucking sucked. So was the original iteration of the Genesis Mini. So take your time. Knock this thing out of the park. People want this thing, man. There's not really many mini consoles. There's not many. Try saying that 10 times fast. There's not many mini consoles people are still interested in that people would buy like, a lot of them are done, I mean, a Game Boy, Game Boy Color one, maybe, a PlayStation 2 Mini, maybe, the two big ones that are left out on the table are the Nintendo 64 and the Dreamcast, and I honestly don't know which one I'd prefer, I don't know, I, I mean, maybe the 64, because I'm a 64 kid, but I want to play games I never played before on the Dreamcast, they'd both be rad, I don't know which one I'd prefer, but anyway, I wanted to bring that up. It's a cool story. I hope it comes true. I think it's going to. I think if he's saying this in these interviews, unless it's been mistranslated, I think it's coming. And it fits the theme of the show very well. It's pretty dope. It's good and happy news. Uh, What have I been playing? Then we'll get into Sonic Adventure. This thing has gone on long enough. Uh, I finished Mario 64. 120 stars. I did did all of it. I saw the whole thing. I ate the whole thing. I played it on the 3D All-Stars collection on my Switch. It was the first time since the 90s that I really gave Mario 64 a chance. And uh, and I was pretty hard on Mario 64 when we reviewed it back in episode 50 of Remember the Game. And I've been hard on it this whole time we've been doing this podcast. But next week would be episode 120. There's 120 stars in Mario 64. So instead of doing a regularly scheduled episode, I think I might go solo next week and re-review Mario 64. Um, yeah, because I... I think I owe that game an apology. I think we're going to do that. That might be next week's episode, unless I don't have time to do it by myself. But I think I will. Uh, And then i have also, aside from that, I've also been pounding away at Wasteland 3 on my Xbox One. Despite the bugs in that game, I fucking love it. I love it, and I want to finish it before Cyberpunk comes out next month, or I'll never come back to it. So I, I'm really dialed in on that. I'm starting into South Park on my PlayStation One, as I mentioned earlier, because it won this month's Patreon poll. And I've also started playing Hades on my Nintendo Switch. And I wanted to give a shout out. One of our listeners, T fifteen fifteen, was was kind enough to send me uh, a donation on Twitch last week, and uh, it was it was the money just it was a it was a payment. And he just said, "Hey, buy yourself a copy of Hades on me." Uh, which was incredibly generous, so fuck thank you so much, T1515, a couple of you guys have done that, and it's it's certainly not necessary, but man, is it ever appreciated, um, and I did do just that with your money, I picked up a copy of Hades, I downloaded it, and I'm really excited to dive in, now that I'm done with Mario 64, on my and it's off my plate, I'm going to get into Hades and see what all the hype is about, because it looks fucking awesome, and I'm excited to play it, and that's it, Jesus, I talk too much, but it's we still have an hour-long conversation to get into with Sonic Adventure. So let's get into that. I like to give you nerds a chance to share some of your thoughts on the game before I indulge myself and ramble for a while. And you guys had some comments this week. Crash CrashBandiquidit wrote in on Patreon and said, I love the way you started this, Crash. I love it. He said, uh, the year was 1999. Sony has won the 32-64-bit war. Sega is defeated and in tatters. Sonic Sonic Adventure is the flagship title announced for Sega's last kick at the console can. The hype around it was massive, and for anyone that picked it up on $99.99, they got a real gem. It might have warts. Or it might, be a, it might be a warts and all experience now. But man, oh man, after the collapse of the Saturn, was this a massive turnaround. Uh, incredibly well written, Crash Band acquitted It's too bad that I can't read it because I'm Adam Illiterate acquitted Get it? It's like your name. Anyway, uh, we get into that this week. They really did need to hit a home run after the Sega Saturn... Uh, disaster for lack of better terms and uh and under some of the warts and imperfections that sonic adventure has there's a fun ass game in there there really is keegs wrote in and said there's a shitload of glitches and wonky nonsense but this game is an absolute blast every character plays different while still having it feel like a sonic game uh, aside from big the cat fuck that garbage cat i absolutely adore raising the child the chao's childs i don't know how to pronounce it too it's what makes me go back and replays the game over and over and over um fuck that's two letters you guys wrote in that i stumbled through because i'm uh fuck me anyway i'm not gonna lie to you guys i only found out how those chat i don't even know is it c-h-a-o chao's. I only found out how those chaos worked during the recording of this podcast. But once I learned what they were, I could totally see how someone would get into them. So I dig that, Keegs. I get what you're putting down. And then Stupid Monkey wrote in, and all Stupid Monkey said was, Fuck the purple cat. Fuck him to hell. And I can't think of a better way to get this show going other than swearing at that cat. Well done, Stupid Monkey. Uh, Angry Adam makes a cameo this week in the podcast. So if you enjoy it when Angry Adam pops up, buckle in because it's fucking coming. I'm going to cue up some music. And my buddy Chris and I are going to break down Sonic Freaking Adventure, which originally released in North America, along with the Sega Dreamcast on 9999 99 September 9th, 1999. Kick back and relax, get, in, get comfortable. Let's talk Sonic Adventure. Hey, listen up, you hot dogs. We're going to talk Sonic Adventure in just a second. But first, I'd like to send a sincere thank you to the Press Start to Join podcast for sponsoring this week's episode of Remember the Game. They're the only advertiser in the history of Remember the Game. And it's not because they're the only ones interested. It's because they're the only ones interested that I was willing to attach my name to. Press Start to Join is a gaming and technology podcast hosted by a couple of nerds just like the rest of us alan and josh their latest episode is number 321 pet the spirit dog these guys break down the biggest news in the world of technology and gaming and they package it into a simple to digest podcast just for you and they cover everything they tell you who's offering up free games each week and where you can get them which i say every time i read this ad is worth the download of the show all on its own free games they also look back at this week in gaming history which is my favorite segment freaking fallout debuted this week in 1997 and I only know that because of press start to join they won the outstanding technology podcast award at the 2020 Canadian podcast awards which is one more award than I've ever fucking won so that tells you what you need to know it's professional it's informative and I'm legitimately proud to have had them sponsoring the show the last couple of months new episodes drop every Friday and you can find them on Apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or hit up ps2jshow.com ps2jshow.com for more info thorough show notes and you can listen to them there as well you can find all their info in the description of this episode follow them on facebook twitter and instagram at ps 2 Show. tell them i sent you it won't get you anything but i'd really appreciate it press start to join podcast seriously it gets the remember the game industry seal of approval check them out thanks for sponsoring the show you guys So this, uh, as I will have already said in the intro probably numerous occasions, Sonic Adventure won our Patreon poll last month, and as promised, here is your episode about Sonic's, this is Sonic's first 3D game. I did not, I guess I knew that, I just never really clicked, and that to me is going to be a big focus point of this episode, because joining me via the bat phone here on Remember the Game This Week is longtime supporter of the show, confidant, friend of mine, and Sega nerd, my buddy Chris Heber. How's it going, buddy? Sega oh, you had that ready you had that ready when I call because we make small talk on the phone for a few minutes before we actually start recording so I can try to check the sound balance and stuff you can't tell me you didn't have that ready to go you were just I like I've
1: been waiting for years to do that to someone so there you go <laughs> fuck you um
0: <laughs> so we're talking Sonic Adventure now I played for full disclosure in case you don't know I I <clears throat> I played the Xbox 360 port of the Dreamcast game on the Xbox One. So I got the version that has just been duct taped together and is holding on for the sake of playing. Uh, Now, where did you play this game? Did you play it on the Dreamcast?
1: Yeah, man. So really, you didn't even play it. I think you should go back and get a Dreamcast, and we'll try this again sometime.
0: Well, maybe when the podcast gets a little bigger. And I can afford it. Yeah. I would love to have done that. I would love to get my hands on a Dreamcast, but I'm like, dude, I cannot justify shelling out hundreds of dollars for a fucking system where basically every good game is available somewhere else. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but you 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 did play it like when it came yeah. out on the Dreamcast?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like when the dream when the Dreamcast was a system, that's when I would have played it.
0: Okay. Way back when, so. So then you didn't play... Have you played... Because there's a director's cut version, which I apparently... Someone mentioned this to me one night when I was streaming and I forgot about it. Have you played that version or have you only ever played the OG Sonic Adventure?
1: Yeah, I only ever played the OG one. I've never played any director's cut or anything like that. Okay.
0: Because my understanding is that the director's cut like obviously improved on... Cause like, and we're gonna get into this. Like, this game has got some. This game has got some flaws. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, this is not a crisp, clean, non-wrinkled sheet of paper. This piece of paper (laughs) has been through some shit. All right, this it's got some. It's been taped back together. But apparently, the director's cut they cleaned up a lot of the bugs. And one of the big, if I'm not mistaken, one of the big things is that they added like a map or something to the director's cut. Which, dude, I'll tell you, when you're in that forest, like oh a map would have been a game changer fuck me
1: any kind of waypoint would have been a game changer just an arrow or something
0: Mm -hmm. that's one of my okay so we'll get into the criticisms in a minute i'm gonna ask you that chris i just want you to be honest okay there's no wrong answers on this show you guys know that forget whether or not you think the game is fun forget whether or not you're a sonic fan a sega fan a nintendo fan i'll just like just subjectively is this a good video game chris yes You think it... Okay. Because, like, it's a fun video game. I'm going to admit that right away. Despite its many flaws, I had a lot of fun playing Sonic. Minus a couple of characters near the end, which we'll fucking get into. Those are coming. I know a lot of people want to hear about that stupid fucking obese fishing purple wannabe cat thing. We're going to get into that. That's coming. But minus that, for the most part, this game is fun. I can't... I feel like there's a good game in there, but, like oh my god dude there's just so many bugs and walls to fall through and holes in the floor and do you know what i'm saying like a lot of them man
1: oh yeah i mean it's it's it was rushed in some spots and i think you can see that pretty easily it's because it's really their first 3d game too like this is the mario 64 right of sega so
0: right and that's okay so that's something to talk to because like this was a launch title for the dreamcast correct yeah okay so like the
1: flagship launch yeah
0: right so so that means they were clearly under uh, some form of like time restraint once they announced that the dreamcast is coming on like we all remember the 9999 at least here in north america i don't remember when it released everywhere else doesn't matter once they've announced their official locked in release date for the dreamcast they got to have this game ready to go and this like the dreamcast was before patches and stuff right so like what they released is what you got to play and i and i want to desperately give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to some of those bugs and stuff and say that they just were like fuck guys it's working it it's the game is there we gotta ship this thing right like i i have to assume that's part i have to assume oh that's yeah part like
1: because remember they're coming out of it they're coming out of the saturn days where they were pretty much dead in the water like this if this would have been missed the launch title i think it would have sunk them right then and there oh. for as far as the Dreamcast goes, right? Like so that's a dude. Like, that's, was
0: just... Yeah, that's a great point. I never thought of that. You're right. Like they I mean, obviously the Genesis lit the world on fire, and then they had the 32X and the Sega CD and the Sega Saturn. And they like the Dream because the Dreamcast was their last system. And we could do an entire episode about the the sad story that is the Dreamcast's fate. But like you're right. Yeah, if they fuck if Sega's you could, and I I struggle with this because you guys know i'm a nintendo fanboy and I, I don't want to sound like i'm shitting on sega here i'm really not trying to take a shot at sega here but sega had fucked up a few times like the dreamcast they really needed that system to not be a fuck up like to not fail and you're right if they had come out and been like by the way we we don't have sonic oh boy that yeah you're, you're right it probably would have been dead before it even hit store shelves
1: yeah. And that was, like, because, yeah, like, I mean, because they couldn't even get a Sonic game working on the on the Saturn for the longest time. Like, they didn't, I guess. They never did get a 3D one out, and that was one of the main reasons they figured it failed, so.
0: Right. Yeah, because I guess at, to... at that point we had Mario 64, right? Yeah. Like, so, because that's, like, I mean you guys know like I've been incredibly critical of Mario 64 over the years and I and that's dude is, I'm glad that you brought up that this is Sonic's Mario 64 cuz I'm playing Mario 64 right now on my Switch on 3D All-Stars and I'm going to do another episode about that game pretty soon I think. And I and I I got to be honest like my opinion on that game has done a, a almost a complete 180 having replayed it today. Like I don't hate it as much as I used to. Um and I feel like Mario can translate into 3D fairly well. I I've only played a couple of 3D Sonic games, including this one, and I I like Sonic a lot. I his mechanics just don't translate into 3D as well, dude. Like, am I wrong to no, say that?
1: No, no. Like, I don't think you can make a truly masterpiece 3D Sonic game. Like, he's too fast,
0: right? Like, that's the whole that's, gimmick
1: is running. Yeah, and that's the thing with adventures. You want to stop and just bounce around with him a little bit in the scenery, but you just blaze through it because you got to. That's his shtick, right? Like so.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, like when this game is trying to just do Sonic, you know, like the, there's the, like there's the very first level where you're kind of in like you're in like the water and the cliffs and like the beach and you're flying and he's doing the loops and shit like that. And I was like, fucking hey, like this feels like 2D Sonic, but in 3D. I was like, this is what I want. But you're right, once you start throwing in all that exploration and how it slows down all the time and shit like that. And we're not talking the other characters, we're just talking Sonic. It's like, well, when it goes slow, it just feels like generic video game A. Like when you're not running fast, and when you're running fast, it feels like Sonic. But it's just so fucking confusing in 3D. Like, but if you had locked the camera right behind them, for example, and that is just how you did the running segments, then they, does it does. Then it kind of defeats the purpose of going into 3D because it's just it's 2D again, kind of right? Like.
1: Yeah, you gotta keep them on rails, or else it's, there's just nothing constraining them, and it's too hard to get them going, and then making something around them to play in. So yeah, it's just,
0: like it's man doesn't like, translate well. No, like I mean, I've looked up several lists ranking the Sonic games, and a lot of people like have this ranked, either this one or Sonic Adventure Two ranked as the highest 3D Sonic game. Like I believe it, but then I mean, when you think about what the alternatives are, like Sonic the Hedgehog that came out. I don't remember what year it was 2006 I think the one that was just called oh, Sonic that, that weird one
1: where he was dating the human woman and yeah
0: I think so I never played it but I know it was like hated hated and I don't know if you played Sonic Heroes but I liked the concept of that game but I didn't actually like the game very much
1: yeah um, like I don't think I've ever played any other 3d ones other than the two adventure games Is
0: is, is Sonic Adventure 2 better than this one like if you had to pick one
1: I would say so yeah like they it's more it's just more polished I think it's what they'd want to do with the first one if they had the time to do it more mm-hmm. right so
0: yeah it's just like I mean there's a re like Sonic Mania to me is the best Sonic game I fucking love that game and they went back to 2d and yeah I don't even I, and listen like some Sega fans maybe you're gonna get upset by this I don't mean this is any kind of criticism I just think Sonic is better off in 2d like I think Zelda I don't know if I want to go back to playing Zelda in 2d I like Zelda in 3d like, my favorite Zelda game is Link to the Past, but overall, Breath of the Wild showed like that that big exploration, you know what I mean? Like, it fits in 3D, and Sonic just fits better in 2D. If you're going to rely on that fast mechanic, you know, and we'll get into the characters, you know, I, I think a Knuckles game in 3D would work.
1: Yeah, like, Knuckles played the best in this 3D game, like, because that's when he's, he's the one that climbs the walls, he flies, he glides around... Yeah. He's the exploration character that you can kind of take your time and move around in.
0: Yeah. Like I was disapp- probably
1: worked the best that way.
0: Absolutely. Like I was disappointed. So like you get to play as six characters in this game and Sonic obviously is the main, like the longest campaign. And I both like and hate this feature. And we'll get into the other characters, but like, yeah, when I was playing his Knuckles, I was like, dude, I would have... Because remember like when they did... <laughs> I love saying lock on technology. That's the fucking greatest thing in the world. <laughs> but like when you could play his Knuckles in Sonic 2 and Sonic 3 and stuff, like he was a whole different game and he was awesome. And then when you got to play them in this game, you're right, dude, because the hovering and the gliding that he does in the wall climbing you can do the exploration and you can do it in 3D and you don't have to rely on the running super fast. I know that Knuckles can, but you don't have to rely on the running super fast concept. And I was like, dude, I don't know if, how well a Knuckles video game would sell, but like, and I know that they couldn't launch the Dreamcast with a Knuckles video game. Although <laughs> GameCube with Luigi's Mansion on line one, maybe you could have launched it with a side character. But like, to me, I was like, this is who should be starring in this game is knuckles he works so well in 3d and he's just cool he's like the coolest character i think
1: yeah like with the world they built he'd probably he he definitely fit the best in it yeah far like tails kind of seemed like the hybrid between the two where still running fast but also could fly and
0: yeah tails worked as well the problem with tails is that he's tails oh exactly (laughs) right like you're a sega kid and you don't and you like vivi and from final fantasy (laughs) IX, and you like Mallow from super mario rpg but oh, you... i got a
1: soft spot for the wiener oh boy i got a soft spot for the poor characters but
0: no no go back to the first you have a soft spot nah. for wiener i get it We're all saying stuff here, i love wiener too it's fine um but what you're trying to say like but even you don't like tails there's just something about tails and i don't know what it is about them that makes them so shitty and i know there's well, probably people listening to this right now yelling at their car stereos but like but tail sucks you guys tail sucks well
1: this game doesn't do any favors. They gave him such a horrible voice actor. And...
0: Oh, that's okay. Dude, I, <laughs> if you're going to do voice acting in a game, it either needs to be really good or like really bad. There's no, cause when you do the medium, like to me, like I think of Mega Man eight, they tried to put voice acting in and it wasn't bad enough to be <laughs> like, it wasn't bad enough to be campy bad, but it certainly wasn't good. And it just sucked. Right. Right. But like to me like the two games that I love the bad voice acting in are the original Resident Evil and this game because the voice acting is so bad but it's awesome it's so good because it's so bad but you're right Knuckles sounds like he's voiced by like a 5 year old ah and he just fuck I hate him I fucking hate that little fox so much i hate him <laughs> he just sounds like such a wiener like and honestly like i don't think knuckles or sonic or robotnik or anyone else sounds great in this game either but tail sounds fucking horrible
1: well did you actually hear big talk oh yes
0: <laughs> yes with his fucking like dummy fucking dirt voice duh, dirt voice there you go that's it like oh well fuck i'm gonna save that guy for last because I know oh, yeah. a lot of people want angry adam to come out and I'm in a pretty good mood today I don't feel like he should but I think he's going to when well, we get I don't to want that to put fucking up angry
1: adam for another 30 minutes either so. No right
0: we'll trigger him at the end it's like the incredible <laughs> hulk like if I'm going to change into hulk I'm going to do it right at the end Um okay so I want to get back to the initial thing you said you when I said do you I forget whether or not this game is fun or anything you think this game is a good game I think there's the shell of a good game cuz I do like at the end of the day is a game fun cuz that to me is the most important thing about any video game And despite its flaws, and despite my not being a giant Sega fan, like I, for the most part, this game was really fun. Like, and so I guess by that statement, it is a good game. There are a lot of instances, dude, where they nail the sound effects and those weird. What the fuck are item boxes called in this in Sonic? Do you know what I mean? The glass things that look like those bubble machines, they're almost like
1: monitors or something, yeah, or like a bubble machine or something like that. Or, like, I don't know, you literally break them, like,
0: yeah, like, I don't, is there a technical term? I don't think there is for those things.
1: I don't even think there is, no,
0: but like, seeing those in 3D, seeing just Sonic, like, I love how big and bright and colorful Sonic is, and I really feel like even up to Tails and Knuckles and all them, like, they do a really good job. Of making these characters just like Mario, frankly. I mean, obviously, the Dreamcast is a further along system, it's a generation ahead of the Nintendo 64. But like Mario's transition into 3D and in Mario 64 looks nowhere near as good as Sonic and Friends transitions into 3D with this game. Like, not even, it's not even in the same ballpark. Like, yeah,
1: no, like it's just, it's sharper. The worlds they built around Sonic were beautiful. Like, when you're running full blasts, it's,
0: yeah like there are there are instances where this i was just playing it and i just found myself being like holy fuck this is 3d 2d sonic like i said when he's running through the trees when he's running through the the beaches when you're on robotnik's ship there's a couple of points that feel kind of like the chemical zone or some of those zones you know what i mean like there are instances where i'm like they nailed this but then they like oh here here it comes like they just like why does it need that hub world that fucking resort or whatever the fuck it is.
1: I'll take that resort over the stupid ruins any day. Oh, something about the resort.
0: (laughs) It's like, okay. So you start the game off in this, in like a human world resort and Sonic, the hedgehog is staying at this fucking resort. I guess I don't know if he's staying there or not, (laughs) but like nobody even seems to blink an eye. They're all like, yeah, that's just Sonic that she's just a giant blue hedgehog that runs really fast. And it's, it's cool. He's fine. Like no one even pays any attention to him and it's so slow and boring and it feels like it should be full of exploration, but it's like you're exploring an empty world. Do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Like it's, it is empty. And like, I think the levels are actually quite empty too. That's probably for a different part, but like, yeah, it's just weird. He's at a resort. There seems to be only about five people between workers, people staying there and everything. He's about as tall as their waist. Yeah. And just, it's just, yeah, I don't really get it, but and, I know, like, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, like, and the thing is, is, like, listen, I can look past that, because I get that it's a video game, and, I mean, like, that's whatever. I can look past the fact that Sonic's around people, and people think it's, don't don't even react to him. I think it's a little weird. I wish they would have explained it, you know? Maybe they would have... Sh- i don't know shown that like he saved the world and now everyone's like oh he's he's cool he saved us like it may but like but i can look past that but like and you nailed it dude it's not just that overworld like the levels are so big but they're just like they're empty like there's just there's just like i feel like the only thing that's really going to kill you is running off of an edge by mistake because of the camera
1: yeah there's no enemies i found like i mean there's gates dropping that'll lose your rings if you run into them. Like if I feel like there's maybe three or four things you can actually attack in a level almost. Yeah, and even most
0: of them to attack him, all you do is hit jump and then hit jump again. And then he like homes into them um knock him
1: off and you keep going, yeah.
0: Right. And I don't know what else you could have done. But I'm just saying like it just it, it just feels so empty. There's just so much aimless running. And I and like and the other thing is like I like the levels better I don't know how you, I don't want to know how you feel about this. Like that main hub world, I fucking hated it. Every time I had to be in that main (laughs) hub world, there was so much time I spent just running around being like, where the fuck do I go now? And then there's these like little spirit balls that would give you like a hint, but I still couldn't figure where the fuck I was supposed to go. And I'd get (laughs) on the train and then like, oh fuck. Okay. So we'll get into the overworld. So the overworlds are just, I hate them. I fucking hate everything about exploring the overworld. The levels themselves, when the level is fairly linear, I liked it. Because that's what I want out of my Sonic game. I get that there's exploration in even the old Sonic games, but at the end of the day, your goal is to get from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen and jump on that switch and release the animals and then you beat the level. And that's what I liked. When you fell into some of these fucking worlds, dude, and some of these levels where it was like wide open and you had to go fucking looking for statues or fucking whatever, it was like, this sucks. Because you can't explore fast because the level is too... It's, it's empty, but it's narrow. It's like tons of narrow hallways and turns. But there's not even anything to see. There's no enemies. That fucking forest, which we're going to get into in a minute, there's <laughs> nothing in that forest, Chris. There's like three people.
1: You explorers, yeah, and that's about it. Why? It's just a wide open area.
0: Why? Why put us in this giant fucking forest and just make us run around looking for statues without any guidance and just have two people that are walking around and they're like, they're, it's like they're just there to be landmarks. And then it's like, and it's like, I fucking, it's like, you're that first apple I saw. Like, that's how I felt. I'm like, that's the first explorer again. And it was like, this fucking sucks. And then when you get out of the forest and stuff and you get up under a botanic ship, then it gets kind of fun again. Cause it's like a, you know, it's, it's like a bad guys to fight and obstacles to traverse and things like that. But like, Jesus God, it's just so fucking boring. The jungle yeah, is so
1: boring. Like they could have used cutscenes to just fill in the blanks to get you to the next level. Cause they have them in the game. They didn't need all this. Just go A to B in an empty world right or
0: even just give us some bad guys robotnik's got all these (laughs) fucking animals and all or all these robots why can't it would have dude it would have made so much sense for them to just be like hey because like if i'm not mistaken and you're more familiar with sonic than i am but my understanding is that sonic or that robotnik takes like animals and makes them into his robots and that's why when you killed them the little the little animal runs away because you like released it right that that's right right yeah okay so then like in what world does it not make sense to go to a jungle that's probably full of animals and just have robotnik turn them all into robots and then at least instead of just running around like a fucking dickhead there are animal robots for me to fight like something i i don't understand who thought that was a good idea That fucking forest, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to dominate the conversation, but here it comes. I tried to fucking suppress it. That forest is so much worse. Like, give me the hotel again. Let me go back to the fucking (laughs) boring hotel. Because at least there were landmarks and stuff there where I could be like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm at this entrance to the city hall or whatever
1: fuck me man yeah the hotel it's like you're at the casino the casino's closed okay fine i going to have to come back there later here's the fun part okay you need this to get in all right but yeah you go to the stupid jungle and it's, there's three there's scientists nothing. there you talk to one you like, i'm hungry and, and yeah yeah ducks, yeah
0: Ah, like, oh, fuck me i wanted to hurt them so bad and it was just <laughs> and the cho- like and it just and it's so big why is it so big If you had to hide some stuff, you could have made that jungle 20% of the fucking size that it is. (laughs) And Chris, we haven't, and I'm sorry, guys, I really do like this game. We'll get into the, good. you guys know how it works. Let's sometimes we do the good anyway. So this fucking hotel or whatever it's called is built next to a casino that is closed and can only be opened by jumping up to the sign and pushing a button, which, okay, it's weird, but all right. But then there's also like a a monorail in the hotel or in the town by the hotel and you get on the monorail and then it just takes you to like the what is it like the the mystic ruins? Is that what it's called?
1: Yeah. Mystic ruins.
0: (laughs) What the fuck? Like, how does this make any? Why is the hotel there? (laughs) like just either put us in the city or put us in the jungle or put us in the city. And then once we get on a plane and then we go to the jungle, but you constantly have to get on this. uh. It just, let me you,
1: run on the train tracks, at least.
0: Write something! <laughs> it's like, it's so dumb, and you, and you have to get on that train so many times, Chris. And then you get lost, and you don't know where to go with the ruins, and you're like, well, maybe I have to go back to town. So then you get on that stupid train and go back to town, and then realize, no, you had to do something else in the fucking Mystic Room. I just
1: yeah like the town at least made it clear where you needed to go with signs and waypoints there's nothing like that in the ruins like i dicked around for an hour they were just trying to get the first ruin level going and-, and then you think you can drop in the water no you just lose a life and- yeah
0: fuck me it like i like you you said it, like whether people want to compare this game to mario 64 or not i get that there's a generation between them um Chris, you nailed it. Like, this is Sonic's Mario 64. This was his first 3D game. And I have to assume the developers and the decision makers and stuff played Mar- I'm sure they played Mario 64. Like, I'm sure they did. Everybody did.
1: Well, that was a gold standard. Exactly. Like, and they nailed it on the first try, so you gotta copy the best. Right, right? So-
0: right. They wrote the book, right? So you're gonna do what they did. And Mario 64 has this giant hub world, and it's Peach's Castle, and you use that to get into different levels and stuff. And I and I and I'm guessing that that is what they were trying to do with the resort and with the mystic ruins and with the forest. And like, they were trying to create a universe that you explore to find these levels. But like, I'll ask, like, I, I would give this game, I don't know what, what I'm going to score this game yet, but like I will, I would have given this game a much higher score if it had just been linear levels without exploration. Uh, am I alone? Like, uh, tell me. Like, would you have preferred that? No.
1: Like, I would have rather just had a cutscene getting me to the next level explaining why I'm there and just keep going. Like, I mean, even Peach's Castle did it without a dipshit toad standing there being like, I'm looking for mushrooms in the lawn yeah. there. <laughs>
0: no you're right it's like it just it would have made so much more it would have been so much more fun Then the developers could have spent more time working on the fucking holes and shit in the walls instead of (laughs) developing these overworlds that just suck and aren't fun to look around it makes no sense that they're connected i ah christ almighty like
1: the only thing i can think of is that this was their like this was the or the Dreamcast's flagship launch title. Like, the Saturn dropped the ball hard. There was no Sonic. So I think they kind of wanted to show off just graphics processing power, like...
0: Yeah, I get it.
1: I And that's, so that's a pretty thin excuse, I know, but...
0: No, but I get what you're trying to say. It's like, my, my issue is less with the giant open worlds that I had to explore, and more with the fact that those giant open worlds that I had to explore had nothing in them, other than yeah. the one thing that i was looking for listen all right like this and, and i found this on the stream and so anyone that was watching my twitch stream while i was playing this game would have seen it there's a level when you're playing a sonic it's like the third or fourth level when you go to like an ice world do you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah, one of the yeah. caves at the mystic ruins where it's like I made of ice or something and you have to find like so there's like a before that there's like a, a forest world where you have to find this like this forest key and then drop it into a slot and then it opens up the level. And it makes sense. The Forest Key is in the Mystic Ruins you find it you go you put in the slot you open the level you go but then the ice world they're like they keep saying you gotta find this ice key you gotta find this ice key and i'm tearing (laughs) yeah now you know where i'm going i am tearing the mystic ruins apart looking for this fucking ice key no one is telling me where it is finally finally somebody in the twitch stream looked it up and put it in the box you have to go back to the city go away from the resort toward the casino go down this fucking alley that you would never go down otherwise it's hard to even tell the alley is there you go down this alley and then at the end of the alley is the ice key for the ice level in the mystic or in the mystic ruins like what the fuck
1: how that was a good twitch dream. what that was a good twitch the
0: dream. fuck it was who made that decision you know what that felt like to me the game was done and then they realized they forgot to put the ice key in that's what it felt like what a stupid Fuck, it just delayed. It added like an hour to my gameplay because I could not find this fucking key. I guarantee you, somebody listening to this podcast right now got stuck at that as a kid. Somebody couldn't find that fucking ice key.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Fuck And like me. with no waypoints or any kind of markers or anything, you didn't even know you were supposed to be looking for it anywhere. So, no, it's just search every corner. And
0: There's points where those like little blue... So, okay. So, because there's like these little floaty spirit balls... That talk to you sometimes, and my understanding, and I didn't realize this till I was basically done the game, is because I, I, like, I found the story to this game kind of confusing. It made sense when Robotnik had the Chaos Emeralds or was trying to get them so that he could power Chaos, his blue blob alien thing to fight you, but then like this weird fucking spirit. Echina, is that how you say it? Echnida, Echina, Echnida? Sounds about right, yeah. Whatever Knuckles is. Like this weird spirit version of Knuckles people like keeps popping up at the st- and I th- guess Cheese, who's talking to you? Like do you have any idea? Like I have no fucking idea who this ghost ball was that kept talking to me.
1: Yeah, it was some ancestor of his I think from way back when or something like that. But they when never when chaos first existed or something.
0: Right, but they never really explained that either. Like it was Not like, really. And I don't get why that even had to be there. Why was any of that there? Just, you know what? The story would have made complete sense if Robotnik discovered Chaos, this fucking evil creature, and his goal was to get a hold of the seven Chaos Emeralds to power up this creature to take over the world. That's all we fucking needed. It would have made complete sense. Then you throw in Knuckles' family's ghosts, and then you throw in a big fucking stupid fish cat, and Amy shows up for some reason, and Amy fucking sucks. And then we haven't even talked about Gamma, the weird robot, and it was just... So much like you're right, dude, this was the this was the Dreamcast's um debut. This was kind of like their their demo presentation to show you, hey, this is what our new system can do, and again, I do like a lot of this game, but it just felt like they just stuffed so much stuff into it that just didn't have to be there that didn't serve a a purpose,
1: you yeah, know? less would have been more in a lot of ways,
0: yes, but. less would have been so much more. Like, has there ever been a a Mario game with as confusing and weird a story as this? Like, it's Bowser kidnaps the princess, then you gotta go save the princess. Oh, yeah.
1: That's all you need.
0: And no one complains. And Sonic, like every other Sonic game, why can't it just be Robotnik wants to take over the world, he needs the Chaos Emeralds? That's all we fucking need. That's good enough. God (laughs) damn it. So, all that said, the main part of the game you play is Sonic, and... And this is where we come back because you said this is a good game. And and in, in in some ways, I agree because I, dude, when I was playing it as Sonic, outside of the stupid exploration that I thought sucked, it was actually a lot of fun.
1: Well, yeah, like, think the first world there. Like, you're running on a bridge and there's a killer whale balancing behind you, smashing the bridge up. Like, you're not even really doing anything, but it'd be damned if it doesn't look cool while you're running full tilt. Totally.
0: It's, even if it is just a technology kind of prototype, it's, or whatever, whatever the word I'm looking for is, like, a like a demo to show you what the system can do. I had a lot of fun. When I was just playing as Sonic and running around, it's a lot of fun. It and some really of those is. levels
1: did pretty good. Like it's um, that first level again, like sometimes stretches your flat out. Some you have to make some jumps and stuff like that. And it does slow you down, but at least it's mixes it up a little bit. So you're not just yeah holding a direction going. So yeah, I feel like it's cool with, that way.
0: Absolutely. When the game is clicking and it's running, like you said, with the, with that level, with uh, like I didn't care I liked the idea that they took you to the casino zone but I didn't like what they did with it where you just play pinball like I would have rather played a casino level you know what I mean
1: yeah like that was the best open level I guess is when you're kind of wandering around the casino and then it was cool when you're playing pinball and then you crash out and you actually get dumped into the garbage pretty much behind the pinball machine and yeah Yeah, and make your way back up. That was kind of fun. Yeah, and you
0: have to come up with enough rings to fill the safe to be able to climb up to the vault or whatever. I liked I liked that a lot. I just would have liked to have played more of a casino level. But other than that, it was fun. Um the levels where you're on Robotnik's ship, I thought for the most part were really fun. Because those felt like some of the later levels of the Sonic games. Um, Yeah, for sure. You know, so like when you're just playing as Sonic. It's a pretty fun game. If you can look past a few of the little things, like the camera can be kind of a bitch and the walls have some holes in them and stuff like that, when you're just playing as Sonic and just running around, it's pretty rad. And it feels like it it feels like Sonic and I just I've said it a million times, dude, I love the design of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's I love that bright blue, cool-looking, spiky slick-back hair style that he has. And it oh, just it was- Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it just works so well with his speed. Like he's just—he's designed to go fast. And
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and and in this game, he just pops. Like he just—he just like just looks so awesome. And then another thing I—I I really liked that I wish they had spent more time on is that, particularly in the Sonic chapter, there's a couple of times where you find uh, like you find like better shoes that he can do like different moves with. He could like run up like chains of rings, I think, or something. Yeah. Um. And it kind of felt a little Metroid, Metroidvania-y, where it's like, oh, I find a new ability, now I can access something else on the map. And I was really digging that at first. And then they really just kind of let that mechanic fall by the wayside. And I think that would have really added a lot to the game, too.
1: Yeah, because I like, yeah, think that's how you get into the casino, right? You get your shoe upgrade, and then you can bounce over the closed doors through the pretty much the sign on top yeah. of the window or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I thought like, oh, fucking A. So then I was like, so now I see other stuff. I don't know how to get there yet, but I bet you later on I'll get the ability to let me in there. And then the rest of the abilities, not just for Sonic, but for all the other characters were like optional and they didn't really do very much. And I just I was like, there was a really cool concept there that I thought they could have flushed out a lot more, you know?
1: Yeah, just just another thing they could have flushed out. I think they had the time and the if they're in a better spot all along. but
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, like, Sonic, Sonic Adventure 2 is definitely where the refinement comes in.
0: Right, which would make sense, because now they have the engine. Yeah. Right now, it's just clean it up. Plus, if I'm not, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Sonic Adventure 2 introduces Shadow, I believe.
1: Yeah, like, Adventure 2 was kind of like, yeah, the three heroes, I, I think it was Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, and then, like, pretty much three of their evil counterparts, Shadow, and then the other two, right. I can't even remember There was they that, like, anymore, that
0: weird it. white vampire cat. Yeah. And somebody else. So... Okay, so then, so you get to play as Sonic and you fight Robotnik, and he's getting the Chaos Emeralds and trying to activate this evil creature named Chaos. And um, outside of the main open world and the exploration and stuff, like, and I, before we move on to Tails and the other characters, like, I, when I wasn't stuck in these big shitty open world empty areas, I actually had a lot of fun playing the game of Sonic. Like, I don't know if you've got anything else to add to it. I actually had a lot of fun most of the time with him.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, they, they nailed it. Like, you, when he's running full tilt, it's so cool. When they stop to make him jump a little bit, it, it worked good enough, like camera side. Um, yeah. It's like, just they, they seem to find a decent balance, I thought.
0: Yeah, I, I it was more fun than not fun. And I got to say, dude, like, as someone that has traditionally been incredibly hard on games from this area and early 3D games, like, I did fall through the walls of probably six or seven times. Like, I would just fall through, like, a hole in the wall or something and die, like, in the middle of, and like, It didn't a even void. make
1: sense sometimes when that happened, because, like, you you be running on that bridge, and then the bridge would Ripple, because it was being balanced, it seems like you'd fall through the rippled bridge. It's just like, I didn't even do anything. Right. It
0: was just complete glitch, is what's killing you. Yeah. Um. But I, I enjoyed playing as Sonic enough that that didn't bother me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you just know? fired up again.
0: I could look past that, right? And another thing, because, uh, listen, guys, I'm just going to call it, like, as a Nintendo fan, I'll call a spade a spade, is falling through a shitty wall in this game like finding a glitch and falling off something really any more or less frustrating than the flying controls in mario 64 (laughs) because those there's no glitches they just don't work so, like, I would argue that they're just about equal, like, except that Sonic's wasn't supposed to happen. Like, neither one ruined the game for me, but they both were just, they were just nu- nuisances. And, they were, and frankly, the Sonic falling through the wall was less irritating than the flying in Mario 64, because I didn't have to fall through fucking walls in Sonic. <laughs> so, like, I have to fly in Mario 64. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I liked it. I liked, I, I, oh, dude. Correct and maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong. Was this game the game that was the origin of the Eggman name? Because Sonic just started calling Robotnik Eggman.
1: I think it was because he he, he he introduces himself as Robotnik and he gets called Eggman. And...
0: Yeah, because I have for years I have complained that I hate that they call him Eggman because I'm like he's I Robotnik.
1: Remember, like, I can't remember if Japan he always was Eggman though or not. I hate
0: that name. Do you like it? Do you like Robotnik? Oh, I love better? it. Eggman.
1: Oh, yeah. I fucking hate it.
0: I'm like, dude, his name is Robotnik. I love the name Robotnik. Dr. Robotnik. It sounds evil, not Dr. Eggman. But now that I know that Eggman, like that Robotnik knows that his name is Robotnik and Sonic and friends call him Eggman to tease him, now I'm totally on board. If that's the origin of that name, I'm like, I get it. That's fucking rad. That, like, it's just Sonic teasing him because he's fat. Like, that I'm totally on board with. Um,. And I actually thought Robotnik was really good in this game too. His voice acting is a little cheesy like the rest. But I loved that. Dude, I loved that he kept popping up. And every time you fight Robotnik in this game, you fight him in another one of his weird robot fucking spaceship things that he has. And I loved those fights.
1: Yeah, he's a fun villain. He just always has something new. And he mixes it up really well just because of those robots. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just a good villain.
0: Right. Like, I mean, classic villains like Bowser. I love Bowser. But it can be hard to make him interesting without introducing some weird gimmick, like a new power-up or something. Whereas Robotnik, dude, you can literally do anything you want with him because all you have to do is build a machine for him to be in. Yeah. It's like Dr. Wily and Mega Man. And it makes complete and total sense. I love Robotnik. And those fights, I don't know if you remember, there's one specific fight, and I'm pretty sure you do it as Sonic. Yeah, you do. Where you're on, like, two catwalks in his ship. And he's in like a floating ship shooting at you and you kind of bounce back and forth between the two catwalks and you got to oh, attack yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I loved that fight. Cause that fight to me felt like a 2d Robotnik fight, but in 3d, like that was perfect. Yeah, sure. Perfect. And the way that like the camera would turn and Robotnik would shoot down the catwalk towards you and stuff. I was like, we need more of this. This is you showing what Sonic in 3d could be like. This is yeah, fucking like, awesome.
1: just, Kind of put them on those 2D rails and keep a 3D world around you and it totally works. I think that's the only way you can do a good 3D Sonic.
0: Agreed. And that was perfect. I loved that. Um, And then, okay, so then if you've never played this game, you play the main campaign as Sonic and you're trying to stop Robotnik and and Tails, Knuckles, Amy the Hedgehog and then Stupid Big the fucking cat and Gamma the Robot or whatever it is, E-102 Gamma or whatever the fuck its name is. These other characters show up throughout the game uh, you finish the game, and then you, then you, you can play the game again as the, each of those characters, albeit they each have considerably shorter campaigns than Sonic, um, but they all handle different. They all have different missions, and what I really, I felt like maybe the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when you actually do something, like the concept of it is rad, but the actual. God, I'm stupid. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like the actual. Oh, yeah, for
1: sure. Like, it's almost like they kind of tried to develop a world to fit all six of these gameplays and then it takes away from each of them almost.
0: Right, right.
1: Execution.
0: That's the word. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, I graduated <laughs> high school once. Uh, the concept is cool. I thought the execution was kind of poorly done. And you're right. I feel like it kind of took away. And frankly, and I think most listeners to the show would agree with me. You probably could have eliminated Amy, Big the Cat, and Gamma the Robot entirely, and really just focused on Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles as three campaigns, and had a way better game.
1: Absolutely, and that's what they did for Sonic Adventure too, because it was pretty much those three characters, those three play styles, and then like a pretty much evil version of both of them. Good, and that makes and it so- seemed to work a lot better for it.
0: Right, that makes so much more sense. Those three of the characters are the three faces of the franchise. Each of them handles differently because what I do, what I loved about the concept of this game was like, I finished the game of Sonic and then I hopped right in his tails because I just played them in order and, um, it's the same story, but you're seeing what's happening as tails the whole time. Yeah. Um, I really, quite frankly, that's a, that's, um, for lack of a better term, that's a gimmick. Like, that's a mechanic. That's a better way to put it. That's a mechanic I would love to see introduced in a Mario game. I would love a Mario game where it's like Mario, Luigi, maybe Wario, Waluigi, and Bowser, and you get to play as each of them and see what's going on. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's such a cool yeah. idea. Because you finish sure. the campaign as Sonic, then you start playing as Tails, and you, and you start playing as Tails before he's introduced in the game as, to Sonic. And then you see what he's been up to during the whole time. And I you can take or leave the way some of the characters play, but the idea of that is really cool, man, that it's the same yeah. story. I love that.
1: And there's just such a quad drop off in quality. Like after the Sonic tails, knuckles, like the other three just really, they, they felt tacked really on. Really didn't. Yeah. Yeah,
0: they did. So like, cause tails, I mean, he can do his stupid thing where he
1: flies and whatever. Um, but tails but still was, fits within the concept of the game. Like Totally.
0: Yeah, totally. I actually thought the tails chapter was surprisingly well done. Like I really enjoyed most of playing it as tails, even though I don't like him, I enjoyed playing yeah. it as him. Um, and then Knuckles, to me, and I, I have to—if you don't agree, I should—I shouldn't say I assume you agree because I don't know. To me, the Knuckles chapter was the best chapter aside from Sonic's.
1: I'd say so, yeah.
0: And not just because of the way he plays, but the—the the idea that he's on the—the the floating island. And then the floating island like gets attacked or whatever. And then he comes... Because, dude, there's a part... that When when Knuckles first gets introduced in Sonic's campaign, he, he basically knocks the Chaos Emeralds out of Sonic and Tails' hands and lets Robotnik get them. And you're like, you dumb fuck. Like, why? We already did this with you in Sonic 3. Like, why are you doing this again? And then you find out that, like, he didn't know, realize you had Chaos Emeralds when he was attacking you. And they explain his backstory and stuff. And I really thought that was cool. Like, that was well done. Um... Other than just all the stupid shit with the forest and his weird ancestors and stuff, I thought was dumb, <laughs> but I like that idea that and then again they introduce Amy and you see what Amy was doing leading up to the game and uh, but you're right amy's you spend the whole game running away from that stupid green robot,
1: yeah, and just that stupid hammer just doesn't uh
0: no, it was just pointless, not a fan, and Amy's like just not least, that likable of character either; she's annoying,
1: yeah, like at least the e one o two kind of had a gimmick that sort of worked.
0: Oh, yeah. I actually... So, E-102 is this fucking robot that actually worked for Robotnik, um, at least at one point. And I actually... After Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles, he was by far the best of the three other characters. Yeah. Not that he's good, but it was better. No,
1: it was still a tack-on, but at least it was somewhat competent and kind of was somewhat interesting even with the storyline and stuff to at least give a one-through maybe, but... Yeah.
0: Now, I will say, you know what I would, do Because I said that they should have dropped the other three characters that made it sonic tails and knuckles you know what actually would have been a really cool thing is if instead of the other three they had made robotnik the fourth one yeah and you, and you got to play as him and even though you lose at the end like just tell of like how he found chaos and why you know he's <laughs> like like just have him like hating on sonic and i i thought that would have been kind of a cool concept i don't know maybe that's just me i think they probably introduce these characters because they're hoping if one catches on you've got a new um like a new ip that you can use right
1: well, it's funny that it was Shadow all the years later that got his own game out of all that. They yeah, that's Shadow was the one last, but
0: yeah, yeah, like and there, there's a lot of people that like Shadow. Like when we did the episode a couple weeks ago where we were predicting uh, Smash Brothers characters, a lot of people want to see Shadow in that game. I had no idea he had the following that he did.
1: Yeah, like I, even in the game he was in Sonic Adventure 2, I never really, I never thought he was he was okay, just not a yeah, not a franchise, but but
0: like I I I don't know about you, like I always liked Metal Sonic. Like I would like yeah, to see like more of Metal that Sonic. Been a cool arc, yeah, like because Metal Sonic, if I'm not mistaken, was created by Robotnik, right? Yeah. And like I think that would have been really cool. And maybe like, did he? Like, is he like is he a good guy now, or is he still a bad guy?
1: I think he's a bad guy, as far as I know.
0: Like I would have loved to have seen him kind of turn on Robotnik and become the anti-hero of the franchise. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's getting AI going, and yeah,
0: but either way, okay. So, uh, fuck. Before we talk about this stupid cat. And we wrap this thing up because I know that's what people are interested in. Two things. A, if I missed anything, because I know I I talk too much, I apologize. Do you have any other things of any good or bad that you want to include about Sonic or the other characters not named Big the Cat?
1: Well, the one cool thing they did, and you wouldn't have got this experience playing it on Xbox, is that, do you remember the VMU things that shipped with the Dreamcast, those little, like, their memory cards with the screen? and
0: Yep. Yep.
1: They, like Because that's what those Chows you ran into in the game are. Like They're pretty much virtual pets. You breed them. You can load them onto the same, play mini games, level them up.
0: Oh, okay. Because that was the other thing I wanted to bring up before we went into Big decat cat was like, yeah, you can raise these little Chow, onion-headed Pikmin kind of looking things. And I just completely skipped over that because I was like, I have no interest in doing that. But yeah, so go ahead, Chris. You, you could probably explain it better than me because I didn't own a Dreamcast. Well, and that, it's that's hey-day. pretty
1: much all it was. Like, I don't even know if you could do it in the Xbox one or if they just changed it so you could do it in Xbox. But yeah, like you load them into this memory card, you could take them with you on the go, they're battery powered. And the memory it's cards for, like mini games or like a they're like those Tamagotchis, I guess.
0: That's great. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. If you never owned a Dreamcast or anything, like a little ahead of its time, man, I love that idea. The memory cards came with like a digital screen and you plugged it into the top of your controller, and then it had like a little digitized screen in the controller um and yeah like so i didn't realize you could do that so you could load these stupid little chow onion head things into that then take your memory card like to school and raise it yeah, like a like, pet
1: yeah and, like there were mini games i think you could play with them too where like just very basic almost like calculator games but right still, i mean it was something you could play on like
0: that's a rad because I, I mean memory cards suck like memory cards are a pain in the ass so at least if you make them fun like that that's a really cool i, I did not know that was a thing that's a really cool idea
1: yeah, like and like, I mean, that's, for me, the Dreamcast, if it could have been the Saturn, it would have been way different, but I'll say that for another day.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I, I'm not even a Sega fan, and I, I mean, I, I like them more now than I ever did uh, as a kid, but, like, Boy, I wish the Dreamcast had worked. Like yeah, anyway. like just
1: between the VMU, the like some basic online stuff, they finally had it. I kind of like adventure dipped into that much, but
0: no, I don't think it did. But it just showed off no. what the game could do. And yeah, so that makes way more sense then because I ran across those chows and I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to. Why the fuck would anyone want to do this? But I guess, yeah, if like, like you said, like those Tamagotchi pets were huge back in the day. And if yeah. you could load up your memory card and take your child to school and go home and play it on your dream cat, that makes way more sense. I bet you there are people, maybe people listening to this, that spent as much time with that as they did playing Sonic Adventure, like the game.
1: Yeah, like, I never really got into it, but I, it was competent. Like, it wasn't like it was just a throwaway, okay, that's neat, and you put it away forever. Like I think a lot of people had played around with it and bred them. And-
0: sure. Well, yeah, and, and
1: stuff like that. So. And I'm
0: sure that Son- or I'm sure Sega put a lot of money into those VMU memory cards. So if you're going to make this to be like your big launch title, you need to have a way to, you know, just like show how Mario sixty four yeah. needed to show off the analog stick and all that stuff. You got to show that stuff off, right? So that makes complete sense. Um, all right, and then there's Big the Cat, and uh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> when this game won the Patreon poll. There had to have been a half a dozen of you that messaged me and were like, oh man, play as Big the Cat. I want you to play as Big the Cat. We want to see what happens with Big the Cat. If you don't know who Big the Cat is, Chris, you're a Sega fan. Do you even know who Big the Cat is or what it is other than a big cat? That's pretty much it. <laughs> Look it up, you guys. If you've never fucking seen it, he is awful. He is oh, a... you can't even... So uh, go ahead. No, no. I need a minute. You fucking... You go right ahead.
1: And you you can't just look up a picture of him. You gotta look up... Look up a clip of him in-game during a cutscene.
0: Oh. Yes. Because, yeah,
1: you have to hear him talk. You have to hear him... See him move. Like, he has to be felt. You can't just see big.
0: uh, Like, so I was having... So at this point, I had played through the game as Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. And I thought Sonic's was awesome. Knuckles was pretty fun, minus the forest, which was actually, the, to me, the single most frustrating part of the game was doing the forest as Knuckles. That was where I, I really lost my temper. Uh, playing as Tails was fine. Playing as Amy sucked, but fortunately, Tammy's, Amy's story is very short. It's like two hours tops. You can beat it. So it's not bad. Then I get to Big the Cat, and everyone has been talking about how bad Big the Cat is. And I was like, dude, this game has not been that bad. This can't be that bad. It can't be. The fucking game starts with Big the Cat and his stupid little frog. Froggy, I think is, is his name. Froggy the Frog? Yeah, Froggy. What lazy sack of shit wrote that? Froggy the Frog. His not fucking, Hoppy, not. Not Hoppy, not... I guess you couldn't use Toad, but whatever. Froggy the Frog runs away and Biggie, Big the Cat, not Biggie, that's giving him too much credit. Big the Cat has to go catch Froggy. Has to find Froggy. And he wakes up and he's got that fucking stupid, cliche, Uh, where did you go frog fucking gimmick (laughs) voice and then he just waddles everywhere and then you get to his first level and the whole object of the game is to fish and you catch the frog while also maybe catching other fish and that's it (laughs) i literally played it for 20 minutes and was like i can't do this i don't get i don't get any Who thought Big the Cat was a cool character? Who thought making him stupid would be funny? And, like, I guarantee you, there's some fucking idiot at Sega who was like, Check this out. He's gonna... This is gonna be... He's fucking hilarious. He's probably gonna have his own cartoon show someday. This is why your fucking console died, Sega. And this is why you had to get out of the business. Because instead of giving people the fucking games they wanted, like Sonic games and Knuckles games, you introduced an obese, mentally handicapped cat and insisted that he fish to try to catch his friend a frog and you thought that was how you would show off the hardware in your new super fancy expensive console and you thought fuck the PS2 fuck the GameCube who cares about Microsoft and Xbox we have big the cat what a fucking joke what a j- nobody must have liked that nobody must have thought that was fun awful awful big. you shut your fucking mouth <laughs> like i have to assume are you i'm on the wikipedia page right now and just reading a quote sonic team claimed they'd be retiring the character from appearing in future games although head Takasha lizuka whoever the head of the sega sonic whatever games has since stated that a game starring big the cat is a possibility what the fuck i started playing it and i was like no no this must just be like a joke i'm gonna fish for a minute then some bad guys are gonna show up because it's obvious big the cat's gimmick is he's big and strong he's just dumb and i'm like all right well chances are i'll fish for a minute and then a bunch of bad guys will show up and then i'll have to like fight my way out like by throwing punches or or something nope you just fish oh my god chris <laughs> <laughs> like, and am that, I that missing anything?
1: Is there something good? even do him justice? Like, you can say he's dumb, but they make him dumb. Like, like, dumb. like not even realistic dumb. No, complete more like reviews that people wrote about him. You probably couldn't do today because they use words to describe him.
0: Right. Later. The fortunate thing is not that he's too allowed. stupid to read the reviews. But like, like if they had gone like the Patrick from Star or from SpongeBob route, at least they could have been funny.
1: Like this, the level below for some. Like right. That, just.
0: This was just obnoxious, and when you combine this shitty character in with just the boringest fucking gameplay, nobody wants to play Sonic the Hedgehog and do something really slow, like really slow.
1: Yeah, he waddles. He swings his fishing rod.
0: Oh, just the fucking worst thing. I was like, I was like, and and I'm it boggles my mind that this was part of your hardware like your first game your big launch get people on board game why who put this in the game I whoever did should be fired forever like should never work in gaming again and I, I say this with zero hyperbole Big the Cat is worse than Echo the Dolphin fucking Oof. worse worse at least echo is fun to swim as
1: like once you've well, got to you ever- do
0: anything with echo it sucks but just swimming is fun there's nothing fun about big the cat not well, one thing
1: as- have you ever swam as big the
0: cat i have not because i assumed he's probably too <laughs> fucking stupid to know how to swim
1: he'd think like a stone yeah probably.
0: oh oh just i know that this game won the patreon poll because everybody thought, oh, Adam's going to get super mad at how much this game sucks and how broken it is and everything like that. I liked 70% of my time with the game. I can look past the glitches. I found the exploration annoying and boring, but I didn't, like it wasn't broken. I, it just, that fucking big, the cat chapter. I didn't finish it. (laughs) And I try so hard to give games a legitimate shake when I play them for this podcast. But I was like, I can't do any more of this. This fucking sucks. Did you finish Big the Cat? Did you finish that chapter? No, I,
1: I didn't even play as him. The oh. game was over. I just you could watch a video of him to get the gist of him. That's, that's what I did.
0: Off. Yeah, finally I was like, fuck it, I'll look it up. And I couldn't even watch the whole video. I was like, this sucks. Fuck this. Ah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So for those of you that have been like, I've been getting messages from people like, oh, I can't wait. Like little kids. Like just like, oh, I can't wait for him to yell about Big the Cat. And I was like, and I got out of the shower today. I was in a good mood. I'm like, no, I'm not going to yell. We're not doing angry Adam today. And then just thinking about that and being like, I would be so pissed if I shelled out like 200 bucks or 300 bucks, whatever the fuck the Dreamcast was worth when it came out. and bought this game and then had to play that. I would have been so mad. Like,
1: fuck me. They should have did a Metal Gear Solid 2 bait and switch where you play an hour of Sonic and then it's just big for the rest of the game.
0: Career suicide. Fucking just, <laughs> oh, fuck Big the Cat, fuck Stupid Froggy. Oh my God, I hate it. I just don't get who on earth thought that was a better idea than letting you play as Robotnik or giving that Gamma Robot more time or something. Anyway, um, Chris, we've been going for almost an hour. I'm I'm losing my voice. I'm yelled out uh before we score this thing and, and move on <sighs> i'm so fucking i hate that cat do you have any other any closing comments is there anything i missed i know you're some bigger Sega fan than me
1: well this is what we were wishing for on the saturn days if this would have came out on the saturn days with saturn graphics it would have been a game changer like yeah. this was this is what they needed it's too bad it didn't come when it did but it came out it sold the it sold the dreamcasts sure yeah in that first year so like i think any like for it is amplified by a lot just because this was the promised land this is what everyone was waiting for yeah
0: yeah i agree with you man i I know i'm sitting here saying big the cat blah 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 but like if i had bought a dreamcast when it launched and i'd played this game i would have skipped the big the cat chapter and been like well that sucked that's not fun but for other than that i would have been like yo i want to see more of this like i want to see what this thing can do and you're right I feel like... I mean, obviously, again, we could go to the Dreamcast on a whole different podcast, but I think a combination of the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, the GameCube, and the Dream... Like, one of them had to die. Um yeah, Combined I... with Sega's unfortunate track record for stumbling a couple of times was just too much for it to overcome because there's a great... There's a great game in here. Like, there was... That could have been a really good video game. Like, frankly, it is a really good video game. It's a lot of fun. You know? Yeah. Um, I know I feel like, I I know I sound like I'm very like mellow now, but it's just, it really, Chris really nailed it. Like I, I was anti-Sega during the console wars. I know that, but like I, I wish that they were still around. There's all these rumors floating around as I'm sure I will have mentioned in the intro about a Dreamcast Mini and the possibilities of a Dreamcast Mini. Like I really wish Sega had never gotten out of the console business. And this game's a perfect example. Like these are cool characters minus big that I like that I want to do play as. And it's, just fuck, you're right, man. It's just, it's really. If this had been on the Saturn, or if the Dreamcast had been where the Saturn came out, or something, things might have been a lot different. A lot different. Ah, <sighs> it's sad. Oh well. Oh well. So, <laughs> so this thing came out on nine nine 99 right? The infamous September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. 1999. So on a scale of one to 9999, uh what would you? So nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine. What would you score Sonic Adventure? Not the DX cut for those of you again. If any of you are like, play the DX version. I just played what I had. Chris didn't play it either. We're scoring the original version. What would you score it out of
1: 9999? I'll give it an eight 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 eight. Well done.
0: I knew you were gonna I knew you're gonna give me some form of like na 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 da. Nah. Um all right, that's a fair score. So like an eight out of nine.
1: Yeah. I'll give it a, uh, an eight 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 with a lot of that driven by nostalgia and just what it was.
0: No, that's fair. i yeah. I mean I'd probably go Dude, it's so hard to score a game like this because if you don't have the nostalgia for it, it's easy to just look at its faults, but I can absolutely see why so many people have an attachment to this game. I'd probably give it in around this 7,500. Like if I was scoring it out of 10, I'd probably give it like a seven. Seven, I don't think I could get up to an eight because there are some problems with it, but it'd be that seven and a half range. Um, If you guys haven't played it, like it's pretty readily available on a lot of stuff for pretty cheap. I bought it on my Xbox for $5 um and you said you were did you say you were playing it to get ready for the show
1: yeah like i fired up my dreamcast here and played it on there again oh so you played the original version yeah
0: nice uh well okay i guess you like because i was gonna say it's available on lots of places dirt cheap or you could go out and buy a dreamcast and get a copy of the game but that's a little bit more expensive yeah it's um,
1: probably the way craziest way to go yeah for what it is so. but it's
0: really readily available it's dirt cheap and if you like platformers or you like sonic like Skip the big, the cat chapter. Um, But other than that, like there's a, there's a good game here. Like I, I have no regrets. I enjoyed more of my play than I didn't. I will say if you're going to go out and find this game to play it now, by all accounts, look up the DX version. It seems to be infinitely superior. That seems to be the, my understanding of it.
1: Yeah. go for the quality of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, fucking a man, dude, great podcast. I know you're a saga fan and I, I try not to, I mean, I certainly break your balls over it. But I also try to show respect for your heritage because I understand how important it probably is to you guys. And, uh, yeah, this is not that bad a game. Just never, ever – Big the Cat should get a public, like, hanging and never exist again. (laughs) So, but, yeah, good stuff, buddy. Thank you very much for doing this, Chris.
1: Yeah, anytime. Thanks for having me. Done.
0: going to do it for this week's episode. Chris, thank you for giving me a call on your holiday Monday to talk a little Sonic Adventure with me. And to every single one of you nerds listening to my voice right now, thank you so much for taking part in our show. Whether this is your first episode, your 119th episode, I really appreciate it. If you're enjoying it, if you're enjoying what I do, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only two bucks. It helps me out so much, and you're going to get extra podcasts, early podcasts, shout-outs whole bunch of other stuff. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass will be all about the Sega Dreamcast. It's going to be episode 30. You download them right there onto your phone, patreon.com slash rememberthegame, two bucks. Also, I have a P.O. Box. Feel free to shoot me an email or shoot me a letter or send me a postcard. Please don't send me bombs or poops or glitter bombs or big gifts. You don't have to do any of that. I would just love to get some postcards from you guys. The address is, is Remember the Game P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7 you can find that address on our website as well I'd love to get some postcards from you guys and see who's listening to the show and where and maybe I'll send you something back as well and then check me out on Twitch I stream there Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sunday nights comedy schedule permitting and if my goddamn internet cooperates and plays nice with me from 8 to 11pm mountain time you can find me there at member the game not remember member the game just show me a follow you'll know whenever I'm online you can come watch me play video games and chat with me and chat with each other and it's really fun it's just a little mini circle jerk of nerds it's good times uh, that's it that's all my announcements that'll do that's enough game patch 9.0 hits the internet friday morning for patreons monday on for free feeds expansion pass will be up on sunday and i'll be back in seven days with 120th episode of remember the game Re- fuck god damn it remember the game you think i know the name of the show by I- cheers i'll talk to you later fuck Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I simply could not produce three podcasts a week without the support of all you guys. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us for at least $2 a month at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And normally I read these from A to Z. I'm going to go from Z to A this time. So those of you that are stuck at the end get in a little bit earlier. So, no, not giant, enormous. Thank you. Couldn't decide what word I was going to use there. Two zane donovan yamcha wyman brooks white burrow vladstein tyler trevor hillier travis tony tom todd thomas d reynolds the t word super mary ho stupid monkey slick rick sharonic sean razine scott v scott brooks ryan Jaeger, ryan Kinchen, ryan Bashor, rome 21 robert l robert fuchsia rex OG Big Titus, No Juan Cares, Nick Sills, Nathan W, Nathan Trombley, Mr. Nick, Mr. Impressive, Morgan, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Nicholas Blackshaw, Mike Malawaney, Mike Brady, Mikel Haig, uh, I hope I said that right, Michael Mathis, My- Matthew Davis, Matt McLean, Mark 209, Mark McHugh, Mark Jones, Mackenzie Wheeler, Luca, Les Winan, Leon Knapscog Lane Orr, Kyle Paul, CryptoBox, Kyle Hufford, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Chincholo, Keegs, Casey Rarick, Kate Roberts, Josh from the Press Start to Join podcast, Josh Morgan, Jordan, John Quack, John Doskis, Joe Mack, Joe Gillespie, Joe Buck, Jerbear, Bear, Jeffrey Mathis, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jason Cortez, Jason Adams, James Clark, Andre SJA Flash, Grimpy, Geek Life Radio, Gary C, Fraser Burns, Evan Refuse, Eric Cannard, Dylan, Justin L, Doxer, Doug Dorn, Duhau, Divalk, Desert Tortoise, De- David Ray, Dave Thompson, Dave McGee, Dave L, Dario Omen, Danny Vega, Dan T, Chris Knife 007, Crash Bandiquidit, Craig Rutt, Corey, Chuck Schlarp, Christopher Russell, Chris Wilson, Chris Flurry, Chris Campbell, Charlie M, Bullfrog, Brian Ransom, Brian Medeiros, Brian McKay, Brandon O'Brien, Bradley McHugh, Benjamin Barlow, Ben Boucha, Ben Boulya, Ben or Badar Badar Barhumi. Dude, I gotta say it's fucking me up reading these backwards because I'm used to the other order. Ashley Cronenbitter, Ad Arpad Botos, April Zane, another stupid monkey, Andy Baker, Andrew Wright, Andrew Halepchuk, Andre, Alex Martinez, Alan C, Adam Oshirello Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Aaron Copal. There, I fuck it, dude. I'm not doing them backwards anymore. That fucked with my head. But anyway, thank you all so much. I'm sorry I probably mispronounced half of your names, but I appreciate your $2 or more very, very much. And I'll talk to you guys all again soon. Take it easy. Cheers.